Hi everyone, my name is Beth and you're listening to Entrepreneurs Generations Apart on Radio Karam, a show with a focus on interviewing business owners from different generations and industries driven from a simple question. What drives people to build businesses and thrive in doing work that they love? Today on episode 10, we interview Amanda Lee Walker, who is co-founder of vegan fast food chain Lord of the Fries, a life coach and mentor. Welcome Amanda, how are you? Oh, I'm very well. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Awesome. So can you um, tell us a little bit about your background and what inspired you to become a entrepreneur? Okay, well, that's a big story because I've been doing this for a while, but I'll try to keep it short. Hmm, which angle? Well, basically, I grew up in a home where my mom was largely an entrepreneur and so was my dad. So they had started both their own businesses. So that was familiar to me. And I did go to uni and studied probably some more um, uh, impractical skills such as uh, philosophy and literature, sociology and women's studies. Uh, So that left me after uni without having something tangible to work toward. I could do the masters but rather wanted to work, which led me to uh, uh, teaching since I like people and I wanted to travel. So I got a teaching English um, second language certification and went to Taiwan to teach and there I sort of worked out well I wanted to become a therapist but then I fell in love with someone who wanted to move back home to Australia and we decided we would start a business because we had been used to being our own bosses in a way Um, so the common link there was that we were both vegetarian I'm very happy and that's one of the core values both of us shared and uh, wanted a business that would give us freedom that would that could be scalable um, that was going to use some of our skills and talents that people would be interested in paying for and personally I wanted something that would be meaningful that I could be connected to on a um, purpose level and also something that could uh, give me enough money to get back to Canada, whether it's for the ticket or perhaps even the business could be relocated. So we searched up uh, in in ourselves a few different concepts around vegetarianism, what could be a, a niche in the market for us. We looked at maybe a hostel in Thailand. That didn't really go any far. Doesn't that sound fun? Uh, that wasn't. We didn't think that'd be the more of the money thing. That'd be more lifestyle. Uh, We looked at maybe a sort of animal refuge in the country, which didn't really suit me, uh, probably not Mark either. And then we thought, okay, a restaurant's a good idea. And when we started to look deeper into it, we realized it's not affordable at at that time. We'd have to push hard to get money from our family or the bank, and we didn't really want to do that. So then we looked into how much money we actually have, which was 10 grand, not much. So with that in mind, we thought, all right, what can we do? Well, we could buy a food van. And a food van is a popular concept in Canada, and I had worked in a few during uni. And then we were left to thinking, hmm, what are we going to sell? And what are we doing with this van? And the the most uh, exciting idea would be to go to music festivals so we could listen to the music, have a good time, sell some food, you know, because we were 27. So that's a lifestyle seemed aligned at that time and then we pitched some ideas to the different festivals and the ideas like a crepe van that nobody wanted that (laughs) Uh, organic 
food and like soup and sandwich no one wanted that so then we went to interview a woman who had a van at festivals we'd been doing a lot of like looking around in that but we hadn't narrowed our focus quite entirely until we met up with this woman and she told us the best selling item in the van are the fries always she had like one of those huge kebab kind of things and so then it became very obvious well that's what we're going to do for a few reasons. One, we love fries, I love fries, and uh, two, as a vegetarian at that time, in 2002, it was 2003 around, uh, a lot of the fries were made with beef fat. So even going to a music festival, Mark or I couldn't really eat the fries unless they were fresh cut or by a certain brand. So that was enough for us to get going. And then we started to imagine, well, what would we make our point of difference would be just fries, Okay, maybe with a hot dog on the side sometimes because we needed something else to eat. But fries, um, and maybe we'll add sauces to them because we had discovered in our relationship that he likes sweet chili and sour cream. I like cheese and gravy. That's a Canadian specialty, poutine. So, yeah, we just sort of went from there. So that's how it started. Wow, such a great story. (laughs) Uh, So what were some of the struggles you faced um, when starting the business? Okay, so there's heaps of struggles, you know, heaps and heaps. Uh, So you can see right from that beginning story, there was a struggle to find out, like, what kind of business is it? Who wants it? Um, Then, you know, the van, I suppose that was sort of learning a bit harder lessons. Like, if you go to the wrong place with the wrong people, you won't sell anything. So then having to learn who's our niche and where are they, um... Um, lots of things okay but probably the more interesting stuff might be when we became a uh, so we did the van for a year and then realized okay this is not super um, it's very tiring and and not it's going to be a really long hard road so let's move into a, a store front so we found a storefront in Melbourne I found it just walking around it was a juice juicing phase had fit, finished so before Boost kind of like thrived, there was a juice revival and that had dropped. So there's juice stores everywhere. I found a juice store. They wanted to get rid of it. It was Elizabeth and Flinders. So then we, we started our first store. Mark's brother, Sam, joined us and the three of us began to build this store. So there was a lot of struggles. Uh, first of all, we'd never had a store before or a business. Well, Mark had had a few businesses. He's a, he's a sort of early on entrepreneur, but... We hadn't had a food business before, so struggles, oh, geez, so many. Um, but common struggles, what happens when you hire the wrong people, how to get rid of them, how to get rid of them like legally as well. You know how to get rid of someone by ignoring them, but how to get rid of them by um, following the law, which is, you know, being fair and having all of these, dis- so learning all of that. So we had to learn, you know, that type of employee management. Uh, other struggles, um, yeah, a employee discipline I suppose what if they don't show up what do you do what if people are sick how to handle that how to get the staff really interested in devoted to your business and your cause so hiring people that are aligned with the brand not just anyone so we learned like a lot about that um struggles you know having heaps of people in line but then maybe having not enough product so learning how to balance product um, other bigger struggles we've had, I'd say, throughout the business is, yeah, if you're in the wrong lo- location, no one will come. So finding the right place, the right people, the right product at the right price. Lots of struggles. Oh, uh, every day there's a small struggle, but we push through. It's all for learning. <laughs> so 
what inspired you to uh, start a coaching business as well? Okay, so that's a that's a great question. Thanks for asking. So that didn't start until about hmm. Oh gosh, I'm not great with remembering where in the timeline, but definitely before COVID. So probably three years before COVID. Ah, oh, okay. Now I know. Two parts to that. One was. I got asked to speak at a women's only event, the League of Extraordinary Women. They did their a big showcase at the Crown. Um, that was my first speaking opportunity, and I loved it. I loved how it felt to share the story, and I loved like the look in everyone's eyes to see how inspired they were. And of course, I loved like the hugs after and the continued interest in the creation story. And then I realized, wow, this feels like so excellent. I um, am on the older end of the, many of the attendees so there's an opportunity here for me to step into what I feel is probably one of my greater strengths is leading and guiding and coaching so that was sort of off, the, off, off of that experience and then at one point not too far from that our business was going to be sold to one of the bigger food conglomerations and we would then become employees and having not had a boss before, I began to become concerned about what I might be like as an employee, as I wasn't so excited to have to, you know, really be accountable to someone else. So then I started doing research. Maybe I could build some skills so that I could become quite invaluable and started looking into leadership and coaching and then found the Coaching Institute and then just started studying properly through there. And that's turned into... You know, that set off a huge chain of events in terms of getting clients and then studying coaching, healing, energetics, public speaking, leadership, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it keeps going. Right now, my best, my most favorite topic is the human design coaching, which is really interesting. Sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, So uh, what does a a typical work day look for you? Okay, every day is different. So I try to start it off um, at my home, like when I wake up with a morning routine, getting grounded and focused, connecting to myself, um, getting up before the kids, doing exercise in the morning, obviously coffee. Yes, yes. coffee is very good. <laughs> Essential. <laughs> so a bit meditation, visualization, and then like craft down with coffee and exercise, walking, stuff like that. And then that... If I can do all that, then I'm in the front of the day. Otherwise, the day can spiral out in front of me and I get lost. So try to anchor into that. And then sometimes taking the kids to school and then uh, I've got an operations, uh, head of operations, Yusuf, who I work with. And then we sort of look at well, who needs attention, what are the most urgent issues, what are we doing today. We sort of have a longer term plan, but every day we calibrate together in the morning what's the greatest focus so today I'm seeing you and then after and meanwhile I've been working in my car an hour before and I'll go sit in the car and work a bit more on other issues that the the different stores need we have 28 stores so they all sending messages asking for things and I'm helping delegate or do and then I'll go pick up a trolley and pick up some hot sauce we've got a sub brand now we've got retail products mac and cheese hot sauce amazing stuff yeah that we 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 putting into supermarkets soon exciting yeah it's exciting it's a new secret (laughs) oh i'll be on there yeah so it's cool Mm. so i'm gonna go pick up some of that stuff and then uh then a few other things Mm. awesome yeah 
So the days are varied. Yeah, cool. Um, what do you like most about your own business? I think that I can sort of do a lot of what I want within the business. So um, we've each, Mark, Sam and I are the co-founders and now we've got another man named Ari and we've each kind of played to our strengths and our interests. So that's fun to be able to create um, and yeah, to, to, to use your strengths in your business. Although I'm sometimes stretched using strengths that are not strong. I know they're not strengths, but they're my they're in my area. So having to find people to fill in where I don't know what, what to do. Um, what else? I love that when you create your own business, you get to cre- actually create it from mm-hmm. your imagination or your inspiration. Mm-hmm. So I got to write all the training manuals and the operations manuals, and these are the rules. And you know, there, there's exterior rules from Fair Work and food and health and safety rules, and then legal rules. But then within that, uh, we get to define what are our rules as a brand, what are what are our expectations, and that's fun. Mm. I love that. So, and I like the freedom of being able to travel. I love traveling, and I so go to my stores and then do some fun stuff as well. And I love that I can design my day how I need it. Um, I have a lot of energy in the morning, but it's going to burn out pretty soon. By around two o'clock, I I'm sort of into more relax mode I can, yeah picking up the kids mm-hmm. something like that and then it's dinner home not thinking as much more doing mm-hmm. other things cool yeah so I can use it to, toward my own energy mm, awesome yeah it's really good cool <laughs> um, what advice would you give to those considering creating their own business okay so that's a great question I think uh, not everyone is going to be able to do it so there's a few things like what are you going to anchor your why to so we anchor our why to a few things the biggest one was the vegetarian and then now we've got families and commitments in that so we need to create a business that's that's going to you know give deliver the for the financial back to us so that we can afford the lifestyle we created mm-hmm. so yeah you need to have a big why and then um you need to decide is this something like are you a leader at the top or do you need to bring on a leader do you are you good at finances like who's going to be your team because even though it may be your business you you may not be better at the very head of it mm-hmm. so you have to work out like what is your role going to be in this and who are your players on this team because there's a lot of parts to it mm-hmm. and then do you, in terms of your social life and personal life do you have people that can support you because you know, like I've got a family, but I've got a partner who's happy to stay home with them so I can go and do my traveling and working and roaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't have that, I don't know how, where I would need then maybe a mother-in-law or mm-hmm. a nanny or something that, which I, I could use both, but I don't need, my, mm-hmm. I don't have a nanny. Oh. But I'd love one actually now that we say that. would be great. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, and then, okay, so yeah, what are you going to anchor your why to? And then, do people want this? Hmm. Do they actually want it? Is it going to sell? Is it like coming from you or is it coming from an idea you got outside? So, and and then, can you test this to see if it's a viable business? Is it scalable? Uh, Why do you want to do this? 
you know, there's, mm. there's quite a few questions, but I think those are good ones to start. What do you think? Yeah, it sounds really like a good point to uh, to think about what you you have and what type of community you have around you that will support you. Mm. Um, it sounds like that's really essential as well as that support mm. um, from the sounds of things. It's a big journey. It's a mm. and it's it's a, a risk, mm. and you want it to be a, a well thought through. But then you, if you think about it too long, you probably won't do it. Mm. because it is going into an unknown Mm -hmm. so is that part of your character can you do that you Mm. know so then if you're not willing to take a risk if you don't have that self trust and a pretty good idea that you've tested that you think yeah this is going to work see we had the van which gave us the indication oh this is on Mm -hmm. there's nothing like this right now and people keep coming and it's working so it's going to work this is the time we looked around the, the market. No one else is doing this. We, we're young, 27. We've got the stamina because you have to work quite hard at first. But it depends on the business. Now there's so many others. All these online businesses. So you have to see like what business matches your energy as well. Mm-hmm. Are there any books that have helped you over the years as a business owner or even in life? Oh, I'm, I read a lot, a lot, a lot. So much. So, Wow. Um, yeah, so went with the business. I started off with uh, Janine Ellis had written a book about Boost. So I read that and that was like, okay, there's someone that does something somewhat similar to what we're doing. So, okay, I can follow her path. And so I read that and that was helpful. And there was a book called Guerrilla Marketing, which I think, uh, what was his name? I can't remember. It's Alt MBA. I forget his name, but it's a big name. He wrote that with someone and that was a that showed us that we don't need to have all this money to market. We can just make our own posters and just tell people, come to this business, and gave me like also a kind of hmm, like a confidence to just go and spruik my own business without um, needing to like be so perfect and professional. Just go and tell people. Uh, so that that was a really formative book. Those two books. And then, yeah, I read like How to Start a Business for Dummies or something like that. <laughs> good <laughs> book. It was good though, but I was like, whoa, okay, give me the most basic book you can find because I have no idea, hmm. right? And then also uh, uh, just outside of books, like uh, use uh, curiosity as a uh, luck for, you've got the same quality. So mm. look where it's led you to create mm. this podcast, right? Yep. So if you're curious, then you can ask people, oh, excuse me, what's that piece of equipment there you're using? Oh, excuse me, I'm wondering, do you have a roster that I could look at? You know, I asked a lot of mm. people like to help me um, and just, you know, sometimes they're resistant, sometimes they say yes, but it's worth an ask. So ask to heat for people and ask the customers, like, do you like this? Would you like more of this? So uh, that's not a book. But that's just a thing that mm. really helps and helped me today even. Example, yesterday, where was I? Was watching, why are all these people lined up? What are they doing? Why do they like that place? What's going on there? What's the interest? And how can I get some of that? You know, mm. I was thinking like that. Um, books, so personal books. I've read zillions of books. Well, that's probably exaggerating. But um, I love reading, I suppose, it was spiritual self-help books um the power of now is a really important book to learn about your consciousness mm-hmm. uh, so that you realize your big things are bigger than just you and you're not alone in the world or we're all connected and how we 
uh, center ourselves in the moment helps deal with stress and anxiety that goes along with the business. So I think that there's a motivator when you have your own business to try to like be in your best frame whenever you can because it's stressful, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So you need a lot of self-help tools or self-care. So meditation, massages, exercise, fruit, vegetable mm-hmm. stuff to, because otherwise you could probably get scared out of your own business. Mm-hmm. I sort of read a lot of stuff about that. But yeah, my favorite books around that, I think that Power of Now is really good. And uh, that I can get into some weird stuff, but I, I won't because that would be just a different conversation. But mm-hmm. I love the book The Seed of the Soul mm-hmm. by Gary Zukoff that I read in my 20s. And something by uh, Your Erroneous Zones by, um, what's his name? Oh, I can see him. Wayne Dyer. Those are okay. some pretty pivotal books that helped pr- push me on the journey of sort of trust and faith and self-belief. Awesome. Yeah, love them. Really cool books. Mm. Um, who is an older person that you admire and why? Hmm. Okay, well, my mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's very uh, resourceful. She's uh, very loyal and passionate and um, devoted to living uh you know in in the best the best way she can she believes in me and um backs backs me up and uh she's created a lot of businesses successfully and uh she she's not afraid to try Hmm. and to fail so Hmm. that she can learn what works you know you have to have that quality because most things like don't really work right away they take time and Hmm. error so you can get back it's just compl- it's hard yeah. it's a hard road yeah, yeah yeah there's lots of things that go wrong but then you just it's how you look at it you can give up or just keep going and learn cool yes my mom oh so sweet yeah. <laughs> uh, if our audience would like to get in touch with you how can they find out more about yourself Lord of the Fries or your life coaching business oh thank you for asking so I've got an Instagram amanda.lee.walker l-e-i-g-h uh, Lord of the Fries One is our Instagram handle. Um, I'm on both of those ones, and of course, my email is Amanda at lordofthefries.com.au. Fries, not flies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Amanda, for being part of the show today. It's uh, been wonderful talking to you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneurs Generations Part. If you are an entrepreneur and would like to take part in future episodes, email Bev at celebratelivinghistory at gmail.com or connection at radiocurrum.org.